0: Thanks for tuning in to the Flip King CEO, flipping your business, flipping your life. Whether you're a beginner or seasoned entrepreneur, we are looking to help you grow your business and better your life with real world examples, tools and tricks for your daily business and good old fashioned motivation to get you to the next level. We're here to see your business grow, to fit your lifestyle. So grab a pen and notebook and get ready to grow. It's the Flip King CEO Show. Now here's your host, Joe Evangelisti. Joe Evangelisti. What's happening? What's up? What's up? Good afternoon. Happy Thursday to you. Happy holidays. What's going on? Welcome to the Flipking CEO show. We are live on all different platforms and we are in full effect in Haddonfield, New Jersey, getting ready to give you guys a great show today hopefully bring you some great value. Those of you small business, business owners, those of you that are building a team, those of you who have already built a team, I know we're going to bring you great value from a lot of different directions here today. Great value. I think that this piece is one of the key pieces. Not only do we talk about this in a lot of roundtables, I talk about this with a lot of people on consults on the phone all week long. This is one of the key factors that is a big, big, big shift in a lot of people that come to our events. So I think that you're going you're gonna to get a lot of impact from this if you're in that process of building a team, or even if you haven't even thought about building a team yet, this is something that is going to be a shift for you, a mind shift for you, and is something that could quite possibly you look back on in a year and go, holy shit, I didn't know what Joe was talking about, but now I do, and I wish I would have done what he was talking about back then, but hey, it is what it is, right? So guys, if you have a pen, you have a pad, you have a notepad, and you want to put those things together, we'll take some notes. I'll give you guys some great advice here, and hopefully, it catches you into pushing you forward into the new year the right way. So, a little bit of housekeeping, real quick. You guys know about the five star review. Okay. We have the uh, iTunes on podcast. If you go on iTunes, and you look at the podcast, The Flip King CEO. You give us a five star review. You tell us why you love the podcast. You tell us what added value to your business or your life and why it was good for you. And you give us a comment, come back to this spot where you're watching the video right now on the replay and comment, five-star review, and Amanda will send you cool shit. She just did it this morning. So, Amanda, we have some reviews we want to read off that were left last week. Yeah, yesterday we just got one that said, absolutely loving this podcast and its authenticity. There's so much value delivered in here, little golden nuggets everywhere. You can feel how genuine the message is and real actionable items that you can put to work right away in your life and business. Thank you, Joe. Looking forward to many more to come and coming out to one of your events. Awesome. Awesome. Who was that? That was Philippe. Philippe. Awesome. Philippe. Thanks for the kind words, Philippe. Appreciate it. Philippe, you got some cool shit coming in the mail. I think Amanda put it out today. So, all right. With that being said, let's jump right in. Accountability chart 101. Folks, what is an accountability chart? Why do we have one? Why is it so important for your business? These are all great questions and I'm going to hope to answer for you here in the next 10, 15 minutes and get you kick started on building one out and you know, implementing it into your business, into your team, and helping it you build your culture, which is super important, right? First and foremost, if you're a solopreneur, if you're by yourself, if you haven't even thought about why you need a team yet, this is probably the most important thing for you. If you're building a team, absolutely imperative that you build the team the proper way, right? So if you're building a team and you really don't know why, you really don't know what the structure looks like, you really don't know how it should be put together, absolutely imperative that you build it properly we're going to get into some key pieces there as well so let's get started here right an accountability chart for those of you that maybe have military background or something like that have seen an org chart you know situated kind of like a chain of command type thing where you see those boxes and it looks like you know an upside down pyramid scheme and it's just built from the top down right that is not to be confused with an accountability chart okay an accountability chart is the idea behind building a team where each person has accountability for a certain process and a certain KPI, a certain activity and a certain thing that they have to bring to the team. Now, that's not to say that it's not built this way. And it's not to say that there isn't one or two people at the top. The fact is that it is a chain of command type situation, but it's built in a different way. And the responsibilities are laid out in a different way. It's not just an org chart. Okay. And I want to explain that to you guys because as it's explained to your team and as you build the team throughout the time that you're hiring people, it has to be explained to them that way, right? Because you don't want people coming on board and just saying, I fit in this little bottom down here and I don't really do anything, right? So everyone in your business all the way from the top to the very, very, very bottom needs to be accountable for something that gives them the feeling that they're part of a team. It gives them actual responsibility for something. It gives them the reason to get out of bed in the morning because they're going to accomplish a piece of the puzzle that actually does something for the team, right? That's why we have to give them accountability, right? No matter what they do or what piece they add, they have to understand that that little piece, no matter how minute it might seem, actually causes the bigger function of the team to succeed. And that's why each one of these boxes needs to actually have some sort of KPI we call it, right? Or scorecard or some sort of metric that they're measured by. They have to be able to accomplish this thing in order for the greater good of the team to be successful, right? And that's why we lay it out. So I'm gonna start with a very, very simple accountability chart, which a lot of you should have something like this in your business from a very basic level. And then I'll go over exactly what our accountability chart looks like so you can kind of see where we've grown to this point. Very, very basic accountability chart should look something like this. You should have a visionary or a CEO. We'll call it CEO for now. Visionary is the word that we use in the EOS language in our culture to define the person who's the CEO or the person who has the big vision, the future vision, the picture that wants to bring the company forward, right? That's the person who's working on mindset. That's the person who's working on culture. That's the person who's working on big relationships and things like that. And then directly below them is your COO or Your integrator, okay? This person, one of the most important persons in the company, is the integrator who is actually doing the day-to-day, who's actually operating the company, who's actually integrating all the systems and making sure all the people are working properly. COO, the person who's really running the company, right? So a lot of people get this confused. A lot of people think that because you're up here, you're the CEO, you're actually doing the day-to-day operations, you're actually in the office, you're somehow cracking the whip, right? It's the opposite, folks. This person runs the company, okay? This person is in charge. This person really is the boss, believe it or not. This person really has a whole different set of skills and a whole different set of responsibilities that really don't play any part of in the business. They're mostly on the business, and we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail in a different podcast. The COO, again, integrator, runs the team, and then below them, you should have something that looks like this. You should have some sort of sales and marketing wing, some sort of operations wing, and some sort of finance wing, right? Almost every company is going to have sales, ops, and finance, okay? So on a very, very basic level, almost every company is built this way. Almost every company eventually will get to the point where they need a visionary, an integrator, a sales team, an operations team, and a finance team, okay? At some level, at some very basic level, this is what you need to have an executive leadership team built. If your company's not there yet, don't sweat it. It's okay. You will get there at some point. Eventually, you will need these people in place in order to function at a high level. If you are there already and you're saying, oh my gosh, I have way bigger of a team and I don't have a sales team. Well, okay, we can work on that. I don't have a finance team. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe you have a very simplistic system where your CPA is able to do bookkeeping. You don't need a finance team. In fact, your CPA could be considered your finance team at this level. That's okay. The whole idea is being able to visualize seeing the way your team lays out on a roadmap, being able to visualize putting it into perspective so that you're looking at it in a format that is easily visualized, right? So we can actually write it out. And the concept behind this is that we want to put accountability numbers and structure behind each one of these boxes. The idea behind that is early on, if you're building the team, you might be the only person in all of these boxes and that's okay. But somebody, one person, has to have accountability for everything that happens in each one of these boxes. So if all the sales responsibility falls on your shoulders, that's okay. You put your initials in this box. If you're doing both of these things right now, that's okay. You put your name in this box. The fact is what we're trying to do is create an environment where you're starting to elevate and delegate so that you can do what we call fire yourself, right? If you're in all of these boxes and you want to get to a different level of success at one point, you want to grow a real business at one point, you can't live in all of these boxes and eventually have a business that works on its own. Because if you're in all of these boxes and you're making real money, congratulations. It's good for you, but you have a high-paid job. Okay, You've basically created for yourself a job that pays you well. And that, that's good for a lot of people, and I'm not here to convince you otherwise. I'm not here to tell you that you can't do that. But if you want a business, a real business, you need to be able to find a way to get yourself out of those boxes and create for yourself an environment that pays you when you're not working every day. Where if you decide that you want to go somewhere else or start an ancillary business or help somebody else with their business or do anything else, the business is still going to function because you're not there because you're working on something else or some other practice, right? You want to be able to have all this work for you while you're working on the visionary piece. So that's what we're here to talk about today. How do we get that accountability chart built out and what does individually look like inside those boxes? Every one of those boxes, you want to make sure that you put a person, understandably, that that has what we call GWC, right? And this is one of the biggest challenges from a CEO integrator role when you're trying to find the right people for the right job and try to put them in, right? A Hiring positions, very, very difficult, right? We've already talked about from an HR perspective how we find people. We've already talked about how there might be the right fit for the seat. We call it right person, right seat, or right ass for the right seat, right? We try to find the people that are gonna fit and make sense. But one of those things that we talk about is called GWC, right? And that stands for gets it, wants it, and has the capacity to do it. Now, that's not just a buzzword acronym that we use to, to try to fill seats. It's actually how how Amanda is one of those people that interviews people to find out if they have the capacity, but it's also how we review people. So once a quarter, our people get a review of how they're doing in their position, right? And we talk about things they do great, things that they could do better. We ask them for feedback, obviously. And then we talk about their cultural fit. Are they a cultural fit for the evangelistic company culture? And then also the next piece is, Do they get, want, and have the capacity to do what they're already doing? So we'll actually review, as far as every single quarter, where are you at right now with your business? Where are you at with what you're doing so far? And are you fitting with getting it, right? Do you really want to do it? Do you enjoy it? Does that make sense? And do you have the capacity? Because guess what, guys? A lot of people can get something and want to do it and just not have the capacity to do it. And that's okay. And that's where I think a lot of challenge comes in. We have this innate sense of wanting to save everyone. And we have this innate sense of wanting to make everyone happy. But the fact is, this is business. So instead of making everybody happy, what we have to do is be honest with each other, right? Sometimes we don't have the capacity to do things. We might be able to find a better fit elsewhere within the company. And if it's not a fit within the company, maybe we can help that person find a fit within someone else's company right but the fact of the matter is if we're not honest and open with people's abilities and capacities and unique abilities within a certain structure then our company's going to fail as a result that person's not going to be happy in their job and they're not going to have the ability to actually succeed at where we put them so this is a leadership piece it's also an honesty piece and it's also what we do with our reviews so this GWC piece is very very powerful when it has to do with right person right seat now again we talk about seats Now, what are seats? When you have a larger accountability chart, you have more people. So this is our accountability chart, right? It's a little bit more spread out than, you know, our typical basic accountability chart. We have different departments. The way our company is broke down, it's visionary, integrator. There's an assistant off to the side here. We have an executive assistant that helps with the two higher level executives, right? And then we break it down into three different divisions. Our divisions, because this is our real estate company, our divisions are sales and marketing, wholesale division, and then operations division, okay? We break it down that way because that's the best setup for us, okay? You can break it down any way you see your company's vision to be broken down. The idea is that you want it to be broken down so that you can see it and so that everyone understands where they fit on the team. So every person that works for us has a box. It's okay if they're in two boxes. The fact is you wanna be able to break it down so that employees that come in the future can see where they might fit. And if someone's in two boxes, the nice piece is if they get overwhelmed, then they have the capacity to say to you, I'm raising my hand. I can't handle both. I think it's time that we hire someone else to do this piece. Or maybe during a review, it comes up that they just don't have it, get it, want it, have the capacity to do one or the other so they can switch into a different role. That's how we know they might be the right person for the right seat. But while they're in that box, they still have accountability for both boxes, right? So they might be working a piece of each job right? They might be working a piece of each box and they might not be doing one well or one as good as the other. It's how you also find their unique ability and what they like to do best. Right? So have those boxes drawn out. Now, what's a trick for someone that doesn't have this stuff yet? A start with the basics. You got to at least start like this. Even if you are the only one person, right? What does the structure of your company want to look like? If you're in the sales business, what what does three years from now look like? If you're planning on expanding and having a bigger business, how does that look like for you? If you're in the sales business, maybe you start with an assistant. Maybe you need another salesperson. If you can actually have a team, maybe you're starting to build a team. Maybe there's an ancillary thing to sales. Maybe you can sell something and then you can build a business that's an offshoot of the sales. And then you can have an ancillary business to the sales. What does that look like? You can build that out within this chart. The key to doing it any type of chart like this, the accountability chart is to do it two to three years in advance of where you're sitting now. And think about it like a goals structure. Think about it like, where do I want to be in two to three years, not where I am now. Okay. So when you're designing this thing, when you're designing this piece, you actually want to think about the future, not exactly where you're at now. And you want to plan for the future. So some of these boxes, which don't exist today, can be built out, you can say, I might have an operations division, I don't even know how that looks right now, but I can put it on the paper and I can put TBD, okay? It doesn't exist now, there's no bodies in that box right now, there's no one to occupy the space, but it's something that I can see me wanting to do three to six months from now or a year from now, so let me make sure it's there. What happens is, magically, you start to find yourself building towards that goal because you've set it in motion, okay? That thing has been built and it's been designed. So now you start to find yourself working towards what you have designed. Does that make sense? Hit me with the thumbs up if that makes sense. Hit me with the hearts if it makes sense, Periscope. right? So if that makes sense to you guys, start out today with something simple as a structure as this, and then start to design around that structure. Okay. Now I'm in all those boxes. Three months from now you may wake up and go, you know what? Ops is not my style. It's not. I don't need something like that. I don't need that ancillary business because... My sales team's gotten bigger. So maybe I'm going to start by getting a sales team together, a sales manager, and then six months from now you go, you know what? This guy's so great. We're going to hire three more people to work for him. I'm going to start putting a sales team underneath of him, and that's how I'm going to build it, right? The fact is, it's like anything. If you don't start, it's not going to happen. If you don't take action, you're never going to see it through. So if you don't start with a simple structure, you're not going to have anything to work off of in the future. It got me thinking about something just now while I was talking. This is a book, I just sent this journal out to the guys in my mastermind group. Amanda just ordered this journal. This is one of my favorite journals. A good friend of mine sent me this journal about two years ago, and I was actually just building this. I do a lot of journaling and a lot of note-taking, right? And about two years ago, I was sitting around, and I said, how do I wanna design my company to look? I'm starting to add all these employees, and this is just around the time that I was being taught how to do this accountability chart, and I'm saying, how do I wanna make this thing look so that it actually operates for myself. The way that this accountability chart was designed two years ago was literally me drawing it in a book, right? Me taking my journal and just literally sketching out blocks and saying to myself, that block can make me $100,000. This block can make me $210,000. This block can make us $600,000. This block can make us, we can do 10 transactions in this block. This block can make a half million dollars. If I add all of these blocks up and we do it properly, that's a $2 million business, right? That's exactly what's in this book. That's how we put this entire thing together. So guys, the magic of actually creating it on paper and then putting it into something that's bigger, that's how this whole thing starts, right? So I know it sounds crazy. It's not a pipe dream. It's not a cartoon. It's real life. And if you want to get to somewhere where you're not just you or just you and a person, you want to build it to something bigger, it starts with just... Drawing it out. It starts with just a simple sheet of paper and actually showing yourself, this is where the future holds. This is where I want to be, right? So I'm looking up at my notes right now and build before it happens, the vision of the company and put yourself in every box, right? Your name should be in every one of these boxes. Put it in every one, build it out and put your name in every one. Because guess what? If you're new and, and this is you just in your own company, you are in every box. Let's be fair, right? But it also helps you with the hiring process. Because now you can look at every single box. And if you watched the podcast or listened to the podcast last week about unique ability and how to figure out what is your unique ability and deciding what's best for you on how to hire, the best way to hire, once you have this thing drawn out, is to figure out what am I worst at? What makes me the most money on this chart? What's our highest profit and highest gain activity? And then which one of those things am I bad at, right? Because if you're really bad at a high gain activity that's making your company money, that's what you go to hire at. Those are the things you have to concentrate on, so that people that are better than you at that thing can come in and take over for you, right? That's how I've surrounded myself with all the people in this office. Almost everyone in this office, in fact, everyone in this office at this point is better at what at their job than if I did it myself. Okay, because they do it every day. They're trained. They do it in and out. And I might oversee something and say I don't like that, but half the time they look at me and go. Well, yeah, I know you don't like that, but this is how we do it, right? They're correcting me because they're better at their job than I am at this point. And that's the whole concept. Hiring people that are better than you at what you want them to do, right? So hiring, putting together this work chart, accountability chart is one way to put people in the seat that you can actually hire that will be better than you at doing that thing. Now, getting them together in that org chart is also going to create that team accountability, right? It's also going to make them feel like if I do my thing, this person wins, this person wins. This person, this person, this person. It's not all about this person, right, guys? We've talked about that before. When you create an orchard, chart you start to build a business, it's not about you anymore. It no longer becomes about you. If you want to be a CEO, if you want to own your own company, your own business, not be a solopreneur, not be a lone wolf, not be on an island, it takes a mindset shift of this is my company shifted to this is a company I own. It's their company now. They run the company. I'm just the owner of the company. I'm the visionary in the company. I give them the vision. I tell them the future. I guide them. I try to motivate them. I give them videos. I give them pat on the back. I give them insight. I give them training. But it's their company now, okay? So that's the mindset shift trying to get from solopreneur to business owner. And one way to do that that I know best is this accountability chart. I think it's a great piece. So, any questions, Amanda? You see any good questions come up? Nothing yet. Just a lot of good feedback. Good, good. So, um, as you build each department, then you can start building boxes. If you guys have departments, okay? Build boxes underneath of them, okay? If you already have a sales department, how can we increase and better the sales department? Who can we add to the team? As you start to get bigger in the company and you do have boxes, always have TBD boxes, right? You should always be hiring. I tell people all the time, I don't care what market we're in. I don't care what the finances are. I don't care what the cash flow looks like. My door is always, always, always open, right? We're always looking for good talent to put into this team, whether I know it or not. Because guess what? If you're building a company and someone amazing comes along that can help your company get to the next level, of course I'm gonna hire that person. I don't even know who that person is right now. If they walked through my door and added value and said, Joe, We could do X, Y, Z, and explain to me why, and they added value to the business, we're hiring them, right? Does that make sense? If you're a business owner and you're turning away talent because you're telling people we're not hiring right now, that makes zero sense, okay? Well, if you're building an accountability chart with no room on it, then subconsciously you're already not hiring. Does that make sense? If you're building a layout of what your company looks like and there's no boxes to fill, then subconsciously you're telling yourself, I'm not hiring right now. If you look on our accountability chart, there's almost always TBD boxes, or there's people in two different spots where we can expand and put somebody into one spot and put that other person back into one spot, right? So you always want to have room on your accountability chart to add people, to add great talent to your business, and to add other things that maybe you're not even aware of. But you got to keep your options open when it comes to good employment, and you got to keep your options open when it comes to great talent. Great talent is going to be everywhere, and if you keep your abundance open for people that might be interested to come into work for you that have great things to offer you, then you're going to find that they always come back. They always come through, right? I'm not saying make it a revolving door. I'm not saying fire your employees constantly. Those are not the things I'm talking about. But you should always always be looking to add employees, right? Always be looking to bring on good talent. The bad people. The C players that are in your business, if there are any, they will weed their way out as A and B players come in. That's called natural progression. It's going to happen. It is what it is, right? But if you bring good people on, what tends to happen is A and B players will find more A and B players. It's like a Super Bowl team, right? If you have a really good team of football players, they don't really want average football players coming on the team, right? They want to win the Super Bowl. Those people want to be surrounded by other A players. They're not turned off or scared or intimidated by other great players coming on the team. right? They want all great players around that team. They don't want C players around them. It's the same with a company, folks. You hire great people, great people will never be upset when other great people come through the door. They don't look at it as a challenge. They look at it as an opportunity to see the entire team succeed better because more great people are coming through the door. If you have anybody who's intimidated by great people coming through the door... It means that you, those people aren't great people to begin with, right? So you got to follow that logic. I know that came off fast, but great people will never be intimidated by other great people. They want nothing but great people around them. So when you're hiring and you have opportunity and someone sees a hole in the accountability chart, a couple things happen. One, they're out there looking for other great people to sit next to them. Two, if there's a hole that's upper, that's, that's higher on the chart than where they belong, they're fighting for that spot. If there's a space up here that they want to be in and they're down here, they should be saying, Joe, how do I get up there? I want that spot. I can do that. I can do that job above me, right? Raising their hand. I'm next. How do I get up there, right? So you want that type of accountability, but you also want that type of competition and fight for, you know, I'm the best, put me in coach, right? So think about that as far as opportunity with the accountability chart when you're designing it. Now, what else about this thing? You got to share it, guys. This is not built for us as the executive. Those of you that have employees, this is a public document, okay? It's a constantly working document, which means that this thing's upgraded every month. It's getting changed around. It's getting moved. We decide to add boxes, TBD. We have new people coming on. We have some people leaving. We have a lot more people coming in. Like it's always moving, right? So this is an ever-changing document, and it's public. I want all of my employees to know exactly where they fit, exactly what they're accountable for, and exactly what they add to the team. So this is a public document so that you want to be shared. I see far too many people think this is their playbook and they keep it in the executive office like it's some kind of like secret. I don't want anybody to know about this, right? I'm happy to share this with everyone. I give this out to every single roundtable event, every single participant, and then it, it changes two months later. So be it, right? It is what it is. The fact is that you're growing company, you're expanding. This thing should be growing and expanding with you. It's going to be different a year from now than it is today. It's part of your expansion efforts. So don't be ashamed of it and don't hide it from your employees. You're doing it for your employees. It's part of bringing them into the bigger team, the bigger picture. So if you see that concept, you find value in it, you find value in what's going on here. I'll put in the show notes a copy of our accountability chart. I'll put in the show notes a copy of the GWC. So for the uh, podcast listeners that are listening, paying attention, should be published probably next week. The guys that are watching live. Make sure you pay attention to the podcast. Make sure we include free downloads for you guys so you can actually download them. Pay attention to our chart. Super easy. You can go on a PowerPoint. You can create a document like this. Guys, do it by hand. You know, just take a pen and a paper. If you haven't done one before, take a note. Take a journal. Take a notepad. Write it out. Just draw it out for the first time. Just kind of visualize, those of you especially that are visual people, what you want your company to look like. It sounds crazy but it will actually start to happen because of the way you drew it out, right? It will start to come out in front of you because you put it. When you start putting pen to paper and you start doing that type of thing where next thing you know, your hand's drawing something. You're like, I don't know if I need a box over there. Whoa, hey, what if I put a box over here? What if this department expanded? What if, what if, what if? Asking yourself questions and journaling this type of way, diagramming this type of way starts to get you thinking a different type of way right? We need that going into a new year when maybe you didn't do what you needed to do in in 17. Maybe you did better than you needed to do in 17. Maybe you can invest some more money in a team. Maybe you can grow to a different level. Maybe you can expand. And this is the one way you can actually put on paper how to expand, right? So I hope you found some value in this thing, guys. What did I miss? Two questions. And Amanda's going to hit some questions up. So Uh, we got... Rashad wants to know where he can get a journal. A journal, Rashad. (laughs) Journals everywhere, man this journal, I'll plug them. I love this journal, by the way. I visited this place. It's in North Carolina. It's uh, right near uh, Norman Lake. I don't know if you guys know uh, Lake Norman. Uh, a buddy of mine lives down there. I went down there for an event. I'll post the website. I'm going to butcher the name. It's called pranny Pranike, believe it or not. It's a it's a German name. They make these journals actually in a warehouse right outside of Lake Norman. And uh, it was cool because I got to go down there and visit my buddy last year. And he bought me a journal like, well, he bought me this journal. So I went down there, I went into this warehouse, which is like in the middle of nowhere off like in the side of the train tracks. I thought it was like in an abandoned building. Next thing I know, I opened it up and these guys just have miles of leather goods all over the place. And they're in there like physically like sewing them in this warehouse, a little side story. But anyway, I went in there bought, the, you know, I bought a couple more journals for friends. Like I said, I just bought these exact same journals for the, uh, the members of my mastermind group, sent them out because, you know, these things guys, when you have, I just think when you have a really nice journal and you only take specific like this journal for me is only about when I have time to quietly meditate and write. This is not like my day to day note taking journal. This is like really what I'm thinking. And, or if I go to a mastermind event or a, a hot seat or a round table, and I want to just get like serious notes in a book. So this is where I take those kind of things, getting a good journal and having somewhere to write. I think it's, I think it's priceless. So we'll put the website on there. Our podcast editor will post it on a show notes. So you guys can check out their website. They got really good stuff. I don't have an affiliate link or anything. So, uh, you know, I'm just plugging them. What's tell them. And Donovan asks, could you walk away for two months and have your company continue to run smoothly? hundred percent. Yep. hundred uh, percent. As a matter of fact, you guys, you're seeing me tape this podcast in the office here in Haddonfield and we're packing it up next week. So part of the big plan for this year is that we're giving off the business to my integrator, Brian Brogan. You guys will be able to catch him on a show here shortly. Business is his. And part of the big, kind of like make a big deal out of it for the employees is that uh, Joe's gone, right? So I'm not in this office very often, frankly. And when I am, I'm usually just in here to take podcasts and stuff like this so I can catch up with Amanda. But the January 1st, 18, it's Brian's show and I'm packing it up and I'm taking all this stuff with me and I'm heading home. So it's more of like a, just a presence thing of, of me being here and not being here versus you know him having the full authority and him being the boss. Yeah, there's absolutely no reason that I need to be here, frankly. Everything's handled virtually. I hate that word virtual. We talk about that all the time. Folks, if you're a CEO and you're a business owner, you are virtual, okay? There's no reason for you to be in an office. There's no reason for you to check in. You have no business in the business if you're a visionary CEO, especially in 2017. I don't care what kind of business you're in. You should be able to do it all from a laptop or cell phone and do it from just about anywhere on the planet. If you've built a self-contained business that runs itself, then you don't need to be there. That doesn't mean that you don't need to be a good visionary. That doesn't mean that you don't need to help your people. That doesn't mean that you don't give them good training and give them good tools and constantly pay attention to your business, okay? But it means that you don't need to be there, right? So that's virtual. Virtual is you run a business that runs itself or you own a business that runs itself. That's why I can't stand the word virtual. So to answer your question, if you can't go away for two months, you don't own a business yet, you own a job. So until that happens, I challenge you to define the word business or owning a business. So so there's that. Any other good questions? There's one more. I have an assistant slash partner and we're cold calling daily, but the leads are few and far between. Who should be my next hire? Well, Nick, that's a great question. I'd have this first kind of question, how you have an assistant who's your partner. The idea, I diagnose a whole different question there. Again, I would start with this, Nick. You got to lay out an accountability chart. You got to figure out who's accountable for what, what's their position, what are they really doing? How are they your partner? It's a million questions there, dude. The fact is, talking about lead gen and something, we can get into that, it's a whole different podcast. I don't wanna sidetrack it, but you know, I think you need to lay out a structure first of all. I'd like to figure out how your assistant is your partner. I'd like to figure out what the exact intent of your business is and so forth. But I think that this exercise of the accountability chart will get a lot of clarity. You gotta all each have individual accountable roles for each thing and a box for each person and a person per box. So start with that. I think you'll get a lot of clarity out of where you're heading with that. So with that said, guys, I appreciate you listening. Hope you got some great value out of it. I will catch you on Monday. Have a great weekend.